Welcome to Cut the Chaos, the podcast that teaches you to cut through the noise, take back control of your life, and create a future you love. I'm your host, professional certified coach, Sandra Jarvis. Let's do this. This episode is from a previous podcast entitled The Whole You. The information contained herein is very relevant to people striving to cut through the chaos and create lives filled with purpose and peace. So please enjoy this throwback to The Whole You podcast. Welcome to episode number 32 of The Whole You podcast. In this episode, we are going to be talking about something that all of us deal with, and that is fear. (laughs) I want to discuss this topic because I feel like it gets way too much of our time and attention these days. So a few years ago, I was introduced to FEAR as an acronym, and it is False Evidence Appearing Real. And that seems to fit with so many of life's situations today that I wanted to just talk about that for a few minutes, to talk about why we have so much fear in our lives, and whether or not it's really something that we need to pay attention to. So when something that you hear or see or do or think leaves you feeling uneasy, you know that feeling, the feeling of fear, that pit in your in the bottom of your stomach that tells you that you need to be very afraid, <laughs> that feeling tends to keep you from accomplishing the things that you want to. Things like fully participating in class, for instance, or maybe trying something new for the first time, or performing in front of a group of your peers, or even just having a difficult conversation with your significant other or with your boss. Whatever it is that you aren't doing in your life, chances are it's fear that's holding you back. And fear, more often than not, is just false evidence that makes things appear to be real. But as humans, fear is a really prominent part of our lives. And there's a good reason for this, and we're going to talk about it. But first, I want you to just recognize that fear is just a normal part of the human experience. And although it can feel negative, it can also cause a ton of growth in our lives, when we are willing to face our fears and just move through them. All right, so let's talk about two types of fear. The first one is biological fear. This type of fear is an automatic response to some sort of outside stimuli. So that could be someone jumping out at you in the dark, or it could be being chased by a lion or a bear. (laughs) It could be falling off a cliff into the rapids below or being swept over a waterfall. I hope those things don't ever happen to you. Um, Or it could be getting chased by a guy in a mask who's holding a chainsaw, right? So we've all felt this type of fear. And what I want you to know for sure is that when you feel this type of fear, all rationale goes out the window right? So a few years ago, I had an experience that I went with one of my daughters to a haunted corn maze. Now, I am a total wimp when it comes to scary things. I'm the first one to admit it. I just don't do horror, okay? I don't watch horror movies. I don't watch things that are scary. I just don't do it. 
But I figured that this place was advertised as something for families. So how could how bad could it be, right? Well, it was bad. <laughs> we walked, we walked in, and we had barely gotten through the entrance of the corn maze, and there was literally a guy in a mask with a chainsaw waiting for us. <laughs> and my first instinct was to run. So I did. I took off. My daughter was right behind me, but the guy just followed us. And I was terrified. And so finally, I backed myself into a corner of the maze and I grabbed my daughter and I held her in front of me and I wouldn't let her go. <laughs> now, it's not one of my proudest mothering moments. But that's what biological fear does. It's caused by this rush of adrenaline that just never gives you time to think or to act rationally. It causes the flight, fight, freeze reaction. And that's what I was doing. Because whether running away or freezing, my gut instinct was just to protect myself. However, I could. <laughs> and unfortunately, I did that with my daughter. <laughs> this type of fear... This is fear. I mean, now, given that situation, I wasn't in any real danger, but it was the physical fear of having something outside of me threatening me that caused the reaction. That type of fear is not the type of fear I want to talk to you about today. Today, I want to talk to you about the other kind of fear, which is the fear that we create in our minds, because this is the fear that we have complete control over. It's just an emotion. And what we know about emotions is that they are created by our thoughts. And the good news is that we get to choose our thoughts, right? So the type of fear that I'm talking about often comes up when we start asking what if questions, like what if I mess up? Or what if they make fun of me? Or what if no one likes me? Or what if I get rejected? Or what if he leaves me? The list of what ifs can get pretty long and overwhelming if we let it. And that's what we allow our brains to do a lot of times. This fear can also come up just because of judgment, especially the judgments of other people. So you might be afraid to share your opinions because you don't know what other people will think. Or you might fear that you're not good enough or that you're going to be viewed that way by the people around you. You might have a fear of emotional pain that causes you to hold back. Or you might fear hurting someone or someone becoming upset so you don't act or do or say the things that you want to because of what it might do to someone else. This is the type of fear that the acronym refers to. This is the false evidence appearing real. This fear and your relationship to this fear can prevent you from living the life you want to live because it motivates you to stay right where you are so that you're safe because it tells you not to try anything new and it makes you believe that you're at fault when you try things that don't work out. So this fear wants you to play safe and to stay small. It tells you not to live authentically, and it keeps you from rocking the boat, so to speak. But this fear is not serving you. 
It keeps you from progressing and it drains your energy. The good news is, this is also the type of fear that you can control. And if you choose to control it, you can do anything. Because as I said earlier, this fear is just an emotion. The definition of fear is literally an unpleasant emotion that's caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous and likely to cause pain or be a threat. So did you catch that? Because fear is caused by a belief that someone or something is dangerous. And a belief is just a thought that you've decided is true. So you might believe you're in danger. But the question is, are you really? You might think that you're in pain. But is that true? You might see something as a threat, but could you be misinterpreting the situation? Your thoughts create how you feel, and since fear is an emotion, we know it's created by a thought, a thought that may or may not be true. The beautiful thing about thoughts is that you get to choose which thoughts you're going to believe and which thoughts you're going to change. Now, here's the thing about biological fear versus fear that simply false evidence appearing real. (laughs) They feel exactly the same. It doesn't matter if you're being chased by a lion or if you have to perform in front of an audience. Your body is going to release the same hormones, which will cause vibrations in your body that that you interpret as fear. So whether or not you're in danger, you're going to initially feel fear. But once you recognize this fact, you have all the control. Now, if a lion is really chasing you, then please do whatever is necessary to save your life. Don't stop to analyze it and don't ask yourself if you're really in danger. Just get out of the way. But if you're supposed to stand up and give a speech in front of a large audience and the fear is overwhelming you, then stop and think about it and ask yourself some questions like, am I actually in danger or do I want to allow my brain to hold me back from accomplishing this thing? It's really important to recognize that in today's society, we are rarely in danger. The fear we feel more often than not is kind of a leftover emotion from the caveman days when fear was what kept people alive. In fact, your brain is hardwired to look for ways to keep you safe. So anytime it senses danger or a threat to your well-being, it starts sending the signals. Your your chest will start to pound, your face might get flushed, you might have butterflies in your stomach or a lump in your throat, you might sweat. But what when you really stop to think about it, you'll realize that when you feel those things, you're rarely, if ever, in any physical danger. So let's just do a little little exercise really quick. I want you to grab a paper and a pen or grab your phone Grab something you can jot down something on and just create a list of your top five, six, ten fears. So your list might include things like speaking in front of a large crowd or sharing your opinion with other people or being in small spaces or rejection or doing something new or talking to strangers or even fear of fear itself. Jot down a few of the things that you find really scary, your phobias, your nightmares, 
the things that feel like you're not going to survive. And then once you've made your list, take yourself, take a minute to ask yourself two questions. How many of your fears are rational? Meaning, are you in imminent danger in the moment when you're feeling the fear? And how many of your fears are irrational? Meaning, you're not really in danger, you're just feeling anxious. This is an exercise that's really interesting because most people discover that none of their fears actually put them in imminent danger. Most of their fears are created by anxiety over something that just makes you uncomfortable. For me, claustrophobia, which is the fear of small spaces, is like right at the top of my list. It's right up there with snakes and tarantulas and monsters and things that go bump in the night. <laughs> a few years ago, I was diagnosed with carcinoma expleomorphic adenoma, which is just a fancy name for cancer of the salivary gland. After I was diagnosed and the tumor was removed, then I needed to have um, eight weeks of daily radiation therapy. Now, I want to point out that the cancer was life-threatening, and I actually had a reason to be fearful of that diagnosis. But the treatment, the radiation, while it wasn't pleasant, it was actually supposed to save my life. So logically, I should have been grateful for it, right? But let me tell you about these treatments. In preparation for them, a piece of perforated plastic was heated up and then pressed over my face to create a form-fitting mask that I had to wear during each of the treatments. So I would lie on a table, on an exam table, and they would place the mask over my head and neck and then clip it to the table so I couldn't move at all. Now, let me just tell you that for someone with claustrophobia, this was sheer torture. It took every ounce of my mental strength to drive myself to those appointments and walk through the door every day because my brain was screaming at me throughout it all, telling me to run away, telling me to lash out, <laughs> telling me to do whatever I had to do to get away from that place. But the thing is, I was never in danger. In fact, it was these treatments that saved my life. And without them, I would have been in danger. But it didn't matter. My brain did not like it. This was a totally irrational fear. But every time I was strapped down to that table and the mask was placed over my head, I was certain that they were preparing me to be sacrificed to somebody else's God. Really, I was at the doctor and they were trying to save my life. It's interesting what the brain can do, right? It's interesting how it can turn something life-saving into an anxiety-ridden, fear-filled situation. So think about it. How many of your fears are irrational? My guess is that most of them are. And I'm not saying that with any judgment. It's just that in our society, there's very little that puts us in danger. We all have irrational fears. But when you're able to start recognizing them, when you identify these things as things that can't hurt you, then you take back the power from your irrational brain and you get to be in control again. When we think of fear, we tend to think of it as bad, but that's because we've come to this place as a species that we don't have to tolerate fear very often. 
It doesn't feel good, so we avoid it or we get rid of it, and there are rarely any consequences for this behavior. But what I want you to recognize is that the consequences are there. They are the consequences of what doesn't happen. And when you choose to avoid or push away your fears, then you are paying the consequence for that. Think about it this way. Fear is a human emotion And it's part of our journey here in this life to experience the full complement of human emotion. And that includes fear. So really, you have nothing to fear where fear is concerned. So tomorrow we're going to continue this conversation with a little twist because we're going to turn it to the opposite of fear. We're going to talk about courage and how courage can eradicate our fears. But for today, let me leave you with this affirmation. When I remember that most of my fears are just false evidence appearing real, I am empowered to move forward anyway. Today, I'll recognize that I'm rarely in danger and take back the control I've previously given to fear because I know that fear is just a feeling and my feelings can't hurt me. All right, have a great day and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for being here today. If you're enjoying the podcast, please follow, rate, and review to help me get the word out. And if you really enjoyed this episode, grab a screenshot and share it on social media. Thanks again for spending a few minutes in my world.